Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. This is probably my Enneagram 6 wing 5 poking its head in, but I love goals. I love lists. I love planning. I love giving myself this usually temporary feeling of having a good grip or a sense of control of a situation or event. And, you know, goals can be a great tool to have in your tool belt when you're planning a career move, starting a business, deciding on operating plans, or even just staring down a brand new year and not wanting to waste it. We're looking at you 2022. (laughs) But there are definitely times when goals, even the most well-planned and well-intentioned ones, slip into more of an antagonistic role. And instead of inspiring us, they start to make us feel like failures and want to give up. And is this because the goal was a bad goal? Or is it because our expectations of that goal and its timeline were a bit aggressive? Well, joining me today to talk this out is Kristen cardone McClave. Kristen is the Chief Growth Officer of Achieve Next, a human capital advisory firm serving middle market companies in various stages of growth. Over the span of her career, Kristen has held high-level positions at Cardone, Johnson & Johnson, and now at Achieve Next. Kristen received her leadership coaching certification from the Coaches Training Institute and holds her accreditation with the International Coach Federation. She enjoys walking her clients and teams through strategy development and organizational alignment with personal and professional goals, which sounds exactly like the type of insight that we need today. So Kristen, I appreciate you being here and I'm looking forward to our talk. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan. You set me up there like I, I'm, you know, a perfect example of, you know, goal setting and I should be, you know, really great at this. <laughs> and I'm laughing now. Oh, well, you know, and I'd love to know. So let's let's start the conversation off by finding out is setting goals something that you enjoy doing or do you maybe dread it? So I. um I am an Enneagram eight, so that might give you a little bit of insight there. Um, I really, you know, I like to think that I I am a, a really good goal setter. I love strategy and thinking far out into the future. I like to think in 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 kind of bigger chunks of time rather than you know, hey, you know. January's coming around, like I need to start my goal planning for 2022. I, I tend to look at it in, you know, three to five year spans of time. And even, you know, I have some plans for 10 years out from now. Um, but I can say that more short term, like, hey, let, let's do 2022 planning and goal setting. That feels more like I, I really I don't enjoy doing that. And I'm not really sure why. Maybe at the end of this podcast, I'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> but I think some of that has to do with um, it feeling like it could be, you know, the taskmaster in in my life. And I've, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a professional, I'm, you know, I serve in my church, I do a lot of nonprofit volunteering. And Having so many different variables in my life, I do tend to dread putting extreme structure around my near-term goals. 
So um, I like to think that I'm really good at goal planning and goal setting, but um, but I think I re- I do enjoy the longer term, more strategic thinking about goal setting. Um, but I and I do wish you know I do wish that I I would you know put in an order for a 2022 goal planner, and I'm going to sit down and be that person who you know. Puts, puts the plan in place every month, you know, for the next 12 months in 2022, I've got a plan laid out. Um, but I can say that, you know, that is not how it works in my life. And I think I might've been more like that maybe prior to having kids, um, just because there's a lot of things that get thrown at you. And, you know, a lot of your planning is around your family life. So yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I feel like we probably got a good mix of people in, in the audience. <laughs> we probably have some that are like you that are like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll go five years out. <laughs> you know, that's, that's about it. And then, you know, there's probably other people and who are going, oh yeah, I got to order that 2022 planner. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and you know, why, why do you think that some people don't like using goals because I mean, that's, that's another subset, let's say of our audience right now, probably who are going, yeah, no, that's just, that's not my thing. I just, I don't see why people do that. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to my, my feeling of, you know, that taskmaster feeling about, you know, setting these goals and, you know, it's, it's, they're going to get thwarted anyway, because our lives are so crazy. And like I said, being a mom, you get all these different things thrown at you at different times and and you're juggling a million different things. And why bother, you know, putting goals out there? Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, they're not going to get accomplished anyway, you know, kind of that, that negative, you know, tape, playing in your head that you'll never be able to accomplish them anyway. So Mm -hmm. why do it in the first place? And, and I find myself, you know, feeling that way at times with those shorter term or nearer term goals. Um, And, you know, it's that balance of, you know, what is God saying to me about my life? and taking the time to think and, and be, um, I would say be thoughtful and be introspective about what does God want me to do for 2022? So there, there can be, there's like, okay, let me sit down with my pen and paper and my journal and the planner thing. And let me write out all of these goals that I think I should be doing in 2022. And then there's the other piece that, I tend to probably, you know, lean more on more to the, the introspection of, Hey, you know, what's going on in, in my world? What does God want me to be doing in the next, in the next year? And it doesn't tend to always translate into those very, very detailed, well-laid plans in a planner. Although, like we said earlier, There's a lot of us here who are different Enneagram numbers and different personalities that do really, really well and can can connect with God on those, you know, very, very more tactical goal planning, goal setting, um, 
ways and methods of, you know, planning out a year or a couple of years time. So I think it's just really, you know, how, how does God speak to you about what, you know, what is, is coming at you in the next year or more and, and how do you um, function best? Is it best to be in a more detailed, um, taking a more detailed approach or uh, um, I think at the bottom line of all of it that we all, you know, need to think about is, you know, we, it, it, it really doesn't matter which method we use or which, which way is best. You know, there isn't a best way. It's really about, um, you know, making, making some plans, having some vision, asking God what he wants for us in the next year to five years, however, whatever your timeline is, and um, really trying to listen to his voice and his guidance on, you know, what makes sense for you. And I think, you know, I go back to the, um, you know, the I, I talk about the inner critic in a lot of my coaching and my work. And, you know, what it, what's that inner critic saying to you about, your goal planning or goal setting exercise, you know, through that exercise. And, and it's always good to step back and say, okay, you know, is this going to encourage my inner critic doing it this way? Or is it going to, um, you know, silence my inner critic? And at the end of the day, the inner critic is, you know, is not aligned with God speaking into your life and it's not God's voice. It's, you know, Satan's or someone else's voice. It could be your own, whatever it is, trying to derail you from the path that God has for you. Now I very high level, (laughs) high level summarized your career. I mean, you have done quite a bit. So I would love to know as a professional, how have goals helped your career? I mean, or have they hurt your career in any way? Yeah. Um, I have always had certain goals in my career and that's probably where I I do have most of my goals. Um, and I think, you know, on the personal and family side, I tend to roll with the punches. I would say more just Mm -hmm. because like I said earlier, you know, I have three teenage boys and they're always going in different directions and, and a husband and a dog and the whole bit. So that, that area tends to, you know, not get a whole lot of goal planning and goal setting (laughs) because it happens on its own. Right. Right. But on my career side, I, um, I have had certain goals in my life based on, a lot of my mentors who have spoken into my life about, you know, what they see in me, what they think my potential is. And, and, you know, I think for me, there's, there's an end goal at some point in time um, in my career that I need to have a certain level of experience. I'd like to, you know, be on some paying boards down the road and, um, and I don't necessarily want that end point of retirement and go play golf or, you know, be on the beach, you know, for, for my retirement, you know, for me, I'm very like 
type A active mind. I need to be constantly stimulated and learning. And, and I love to pour into other people from a coaching and, and mentoring standpoint. So I really see that there's, there is a certain career path that I need to get to that point where I can be, um, kind of retired, I'll say, quote unquote, retired from my, you know, from my executive role and in a more board advisory type of role. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain steps that I've been coached up on that I need to do in my, on my, I'll say on my resume or on my career ladder to get me to that point where I have the credibility to, um, to be in that role somewhere down the line, maybe 10 years down the road. So that's kind of what drives my professional career goals. And, you know, I, I thought it would look a certain way by the time I got to, to my age, I'm 45 now. And, you know, it's taken a really different look than I ever expected it to. But, you know, I'm still feeling like I'm I might not be on the main path that I thought I would be on, but I am like kind of, you know, a step or two off the side of the path, I guess. And I can ease and, and I see myself getting getting on it and staying on it, even though um, it doesn't look the path doesn't look exactly like I I thought it would. And that's perfectly fine for me because I know that I've learned so much um in the process of it not being exactly what I thought it would be. And I've been able to trust God more with my future because, you know, I've had some, some bumpy parts of the path. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and to, so to kind of continue that, that train of thought in your opinion, what is God's role for goals in our life? Because obviously, I mean, he gave us, the ability to set goals. So what, what do you think his, his plan was behind that? Yeah. I mean, I, I always, I think that God, yeah, he gave us the ability, the, the, the thinking around it. I mean, there's like, uh, you know, industries built around it. There's, um, there's wonderful, like I said, coaches and consultants and advisors. And, and we know that, um, that it, that it produces results. And I think all of that has been, you know, brought into the world by God. I mean, God designed us this way. God designed us as different, you know, Enneagram numbers. And so I think, you know, I really believe that it's, it's part of, you know, God's design designing us this way. Some of us needing to, to, plan, you know, very detailed, have very detailed plans. And then some of us being a little bit less detailed, but, um, and I think the key point there is really allowing God to, um, change those plans, Mm. bring those Mm -hmm. plans to life or shelve those plans sometimes, or kick the, the, the can down the road, you know, kick, kick it down the road a little ways. And, and, and then we see, wow, you know, that, that goal and that, that plan I had didn't work out, you know, 
when I thought it would, but actually five years later, it's amazing. You know, that dream, that goal, that vision that I had actually, God just had a different time frame for it. Why do you think people get to a place where they are very willing to just give up on a goal that they've set? Oh, I think it has, you know, just looking at all of the, you know, the barriers to getting, getting there. And, you know, there's a lot of roadblocks that end up, you know, in your way. Um, and, you know, I think as, as women, because we have, we're juggling so many things, it's, it's easy for us to, you know, look to, to one of our priorities in a different direction and say, no, that's more important. And it might be more important at the time, or maybe someone, you know, someone gets sick or someone, you know, something happens and it's just like, oh, well, I guess I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to to hit that goal. I'm not, I don't, you know, I can't even put energy towards that right now. I'm going to have yeah. to be moving in a different direction. So, um, I just think, you know, we, it's, it, and I, and I'm not criticizing that at all because I, I've done that a, probably a million times myself where, you know, there are competing priorities from all different angles that just take our eyes off of the goal we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, it's almost, if I see that I'm about to fail <laughs> at something, I don't want to keep going that direction. Yeah. You know, I want to figure out something else. And, and and I don't know that I would give up on the goal necessarily, but in my mind, I'm giving up on the way to that goal. But in reality, I mean, maybe I am giving up on that goal because I'm just afraid to feel that failure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so I know you said you weren't huge on setting goals, but you did say, you know, you like five year, you like 10 year. So are there any methods that you use when you set those goals? And do those methods help you as far as like sticking with it? Um, You know, do you have any favorite tools, any favorite resources? Um, I don't really have specific, you know, I think some people have, they have goal setting apps, they've got the journals and the planners, and I don't really have any of those in particular that I use. Um, You know, I think, and, and maybe I take more of that strategic business approach to even my life, but they're, you know, my husband and I have done like a strategic plan together where, you know, every five years we review, every 10 years we review and look back. And that's, that's really where we talk about, you know, personal, professional, family, and it's nothing really sophisticated. Honestly, there's, you know, you can probably Google that. I, we, we put together a family strategic plan. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so on the career side, I, when I'm making those goals, it's really through my conversations with my mentors and my coach and, you know, revisiting those along the way. So I would say that's probably the structure I use. 
is really like more of a personal accountability with those in my life who speak into my life about, you know, my potential, my career, my leadership track, all of those things. Um, I wish I was into 2022 planners. I really, <laughs> I considered it <laughs> yesterday when I heard about it on on a radio program. And I was like, wow, I need to do that. I just, <laughs> yeah. But I know myself, I've done it before. I've bought the yearly planner and and I don't end up filling it out all the way, you know, for the 12 months that are up ahead. And so I resisted putting in the order. <laughs> <laughs> that was very frugal of you. <laughs> well, and after living through 2020, and I mean, let's be honest, 2021 has not been super kind either. Um, do you think just the, the whole process of how someone approaches goal setting do you think that that has now changed? Oh, wow. I'm sure. I I mean, I think it's everything's changed over the last 18 months, almost going on two years, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have been in a a reactive mode and an isolation mode where you know, we are are just trying to keep things going, keep it together, um, and at the same time balance, you know, health and you know, all of these work-life balance issues with kids at home and and working from home and and so many different things. I mean, I I think I think maybe we're coming, I don't want to say coming out of the pandemic. I'm, I don't know if we would, we can say that or not. Um, but I think mentally, a lot of us are just ready to do something different. Yeah. So I almost feel like the timing of, you know, this conversation being towards the end of 2021 and going into 2022 I think a lot of us are ready to turn a page mm-hmm. and it's a great time to try, you know, a goal, different goal setting strategy, or also, you know, think about the next one, three, five years and, yeah. and, you know, try something different because the last 18 months we, <laughs> we've probably any, any consistent, you know, yearly activity has been, um, you know, been ousted by the, the pandemic situation. So I, th- I think, I think we, we could all turn the page and try something new. Well, and I feel like we're probably all a lot more mindful of like, I don't even know if this is the right term, but hazard planning, yes. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're all kind of very, very cautious now. Um, which is sad because I feel like probably a lot of us, and I mean, I'll raise my hand to this too. I feel like we are not as positive or optimistic about things. I think we're getting a little bit more, I always like to say I'm realistic, not pessimistic. Right. (laughs) But you know, I, I, I unfortunately think that that has probably come into, you know, the picture when it comes to setting goals. But, you know, I think another thing too, and this kind of leads me into my next question for you. During the pandemic, I mean, so many people 
made big career changes, started businesses, you know, did new things, which is amazing. And I think that's a great way to kind of react to something like the pandemic. But now, you know, now you're kind of faced with, okay, well, now what, <laughs> like, you know, do I keep going with this? So, you know, and like I said, this leads me to my next thing. So we're at the end of a year, you know, this is a time when everybody's talking about resolutions, making goals. And, you know, we're staring down the beginning of a new year and it's, it's scary, but it's also exciting. And, you know, I would love to hear what advice do you have for someone who, you know, they want to set the big goals, the, the three, the five, the 10 year goals, maybe even some small goals, which I know are not your favorite, but you know, they just, they want to kind of set themselves up for cautious success, let's say for 2022. So what would you say to someone who is in that position? Yeah, I would say go for it. I mean, that's, that's what I was saying with, you know, turning the page and, uh, and, and coming to this point at the end of 2021. um, You know, a lot of us, uh, we have, you know, zoom fatigue and, and virtual this and virtual that. And, and uh, I know my company decided that we would have a, an in-person event for the first time in 18 months. And, and we just had it earlier today and it was, it was so exhilarating and so exciting and so fun. And it just, you know, you have to take a leap and take, take a, and maybe it's just a little step up or a step, you know, in, in a different direction than we've been um, to, and, and, and I want you to know for sure, we all like just taking some little baby steps in this new year that are, are, are more trustful and more, um, and, and a little bit more risk than we have been for the last 18 months. I think we all need to push ourselves a little bit more and take, whatever it is, if it's just one, one little risk that pushes you into a more creative space, thinking about, you know, what else could you do? And it's, and it really 2022 might be about the baby steps and getting back to some type of norm where we're not distrustful of, you know, of, of society and culture and, 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 and nervous and fearful. And, you know, maybe it's just those little things that are going to, you know, bring us from the place we are now and, and helping us get into a more creative space with our work and our family and our relationships. And I think, you know, that, that is, it sounds small, but it probably is big compared to where we've been. And I think it's important, you know, I'm speaking to myself at this moment because I probably should put some goals down of, you know, (laughs) baby steps and little things that, you know, help, you know, just like having one, one in-person office event, which Mm. sounds very basic. And to some people in different parts of the country, um, probably sounds crazy, but I'm on the East coast and we're not having a lot of in-person, we're not having any in-person events at this point, but we just decided to go ahead and take the risk and do it. And everybody was so thankful and, 
And, you know, being around humans again is really important because God made us to be in community. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, we have to figure that out in the context of, of you know, the, the, the world we're living in today. But I really think that God will bless that in our lives when we take some of those baby steps and maybe set little goals and that lead to bigger ones. Well, as we wrap up, I would love to have you answer this question. If you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would it be? I would say, be kind to yourself. Mm. Do you want me to explain that or just leave it at that? That's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) If you feel like you want to explain it, go for it. Uh, No, I mean, I think, uh, I think we all just be, you know, going back to the taskmaster feeling and the inner critic, we, we are always feeling like we're less than. And I think that God wants us to love ourselves and be kind to ourselves and be patient with ourselves and, and um, see us how he sees us. Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Kristen. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.